So on our Eucharistic Miracles Tour, pilgrimage, uh, we are now here at the uh, Basilica of St. Francis in Siena. And this is the place where the uh, Eucharistic Miracle in Siena had happened. Um, as we had previously heard, the hosts were stolen from the church uh, because the thieves wanted the ciborium, which is the thing that holds the hosts, uh, since it was made of precious metal. Um, why is it that we do that? Well, it's because for us who believe and know that this really is Jesus Christ, we want the outside to make it clear what's inside. So if the outside is made of something precious, precious metal, something golden, something beautiful, it's a reminder that what's inside is even more precious. What's inside is even more important. What's inside is even greater than what surrounds it. And so typically our sacred vessels are made of precious metals. Um, not all precious metals are good as far as being structurally sound. And so a lot of times they're simply coated in precious metal with something, a different kind of metal that's more um, able to withstand the use of the vessels. So for example, if something was made of pure gold, using it once it would probably bend and because it's a soft metal, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't work out so well. But if it was structurally something else, something more, um, something stronger, and then coated in gold, we're still fulfilling that purpose of showing that what's precious inside by having the outside um, be something made of precious metal. And so that's what the thieves were really after. They were after the sacred vessels because they were made of precious metals and they were valuable from a monetary standpoint. They didn't care at all for the hosts that they stole to them. It was likely nothing more than simple bread. But to show that what's actually precious is what's inside, not the vessel itself, our Lord performs this miracle. People were horrified that the sacred host that our, the Eucharist was stolen and thankfully was found in a nearby church. It was deposited in one of the poor boxes. And so when the hosts were found, they were brought back. Um, and there was a huge procession and celebration, um, triumphant uh, procession uh, to restore the host to this church. And at first they were treating the host as they would any other with great reverence, but they were also using it for Holy Communion because it's one of the reasons why the Lord gives us his very self in the Eucharist so that we can be intimately united with him. And so even though it was over 300 initially, the number had been reduced as they were using the hosts for communion. But they decided to no longer do that and just keep them set aside. And what they discovered was these hosts are not decaying. They're not becoming stale. There's a miraculous preservation of the hosts that even though this took place hundreds of years ago, they're still in really good condition. And as you heard from our our tour guide, uh, they tried to test this to see, well, maybe it's just the surrounding, maybe it's the air, maybe it's something else. So they took um, regular unconsecrated hosts and they put them side by side with these miraculous hosts and left them there for a number of years. I think it was 10 years or so. And when they checked later, those, were, those hosts that were not consecrated, that were not part of the miracle, uh, had disintegrated. And yet those that were stolen and returned 
were still seemingly very fresh. And so we're here in the church where those relics are um, kept. Actually, the chapel next door to this one where we're celebrating Mass is where they have the tabernacle and where they have those miraculous hosts. And so after Mass, we will see the hosts ourselves. And the sacristan had also told me I get to, uh, after our adoration of our Lord in those hosts, I get to provide benediction using the miraculous hosts for all of you. So what a great blessing that will be. Um, and here we are uh, at this other, this additional location for um, Eucharistic miracles, this one being a little different than the other ones we've had. We're here celebrating Mass on the Feast of St. Francis, who is a patron of the nation in a church named after St. Francis. So that makes this a, a local solemnity, um, a source of great joy. And we know that our Lord was very much loved by St. Francis. Um, he was a deacon, but he didn't consider himself worthy enough to become a priest. And so um, he, did not, uh, he did not receive the sacrament of holy orders beyond diaconate. So St. Francis founded the Order of the Franciscans. As we've heard, when we were in Assisi, we heard lots about St. Francis. And now we are at the feast day, the solemnity of St. Francis in a church named after him in Siena. So let us consider the great joy that it is that our Lord gives himself to us in the Eucharist and the ways that he's been revealing um, throughout the centuries that it's really him, and especially the way that he's revealing that it's him in the Eucharist at this particular miracle, of, and we'll see those relics right after Mass. So let us reflect upon this great gift of our Lord in the Eucharist as we prepare to meet him in the Most Holy Eucharist.